today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome everyone to the Balinesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Put on for the culture, catch the wave. www.levasaislandapparel.com. Excited to be here. I am Lance Falitongo. And I am Mike Fiso, and we're coming to you live uh, April 17th. Let's go. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Do you know what the Merry Monarch Festival is? Like exactly what it is? Is that the festival that's up here? No, that's the one in Hawaii. It's like a, oh. I think it's like a yearly, and I'm not exactly sure. Um, What's it called? What? Merry Monarch? Merry festival? Monarch. Like a happy like the queen? king? Oh, or, Mary. Like, okay. I spelled it no, all wrong. No, but it's it's spelled M-E-R-R-I-E. Yeah, I, I, was, I see that. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it honors the legacy of King David Kalakaua, who inspired the perpetuation of our traditions. Okay. Wow. He's a big cultural Hawaiian traditions. All right. And I guess they do like competitions like dance competitions and there's like a best hula on the the island like someone wins it i think it's big who knows it started but i'm like mary monarch when i oh yeah see when i think monarch i'm thinking like king or queen of england not king of the hawaiian islands so is that was that like his daughter the one that uh Sold, sold out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, she, she got tore up from the floor up because of those halfies like me. I'm sorry. For how the America came in, they were like, "You want to sign this and hand it over?" And she was like, "I don't want to, but I mean, you guys got cannons and shit pointed yeah, at done. us. Like, yes, Jeez, Louise. can't hula this away." She had, but, to, uh, she had to John Snow it. She had to bend the knee. Damn. What uh what made you think of that? I know that, that just happened recently, right? The ninth yeah. through the fifteenth. I've never heard of it until you mentioned it now, but sounds cool. So it's yeah, it was like a a competition. Um and like a cultural arts. So it's like people can go and watch it and really see these uh different parts of like Hawaiian uh tradition and culture. So I thought that was cool, but then also the competition factor. I was like, I wondered how, how big of an event. I I feel like it's a super big event, but like how competitive those, like cool competitions get, or like actually, probably real intense, real intense, like dance moms intense. That yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I, it uh, looks like it was started in 1963, um, but yeah, he. I think he was the king. I mean, he was the father of the queen because he says he was the last king in the kingdom of Hawaii from 
1874 till he died in 1891. And that sounds about like the time. The time uh, yeah. The time when Hawaii joined. <laughs> forcefully joined was was welcomed into the United States of America. Man, yeah, I think we yeah, just... but speaking of like handing over your land low key, uh today's a American Samoa flag day. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow, today. <laughs> the seventeenth. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Flag Day, American Samoa. Yeah, their flag day is big down there. It's like an actual holiday where everyone remembers that we <laughs> Join the join the country. Uh, I mean, I think it was a great move. Honestly, I probably wouldn't be here today if that hadn't happened. Oh man, yeah. A lot of times, I think about stuff that happened in the past, and I'm like, "That's fucked up." I wish that didn't happen. But if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be here to have a say <laughs> on. Or, or if it wasn't out. them, it would have been someone else, kind of. Oh, it would have been a different country. Yeah, I mean, we were just some prime real estate in the Pacific, in the Pacific Ocean, man. They, and they were like, man, these guys, these guys are huge. They started training, <laughs> they started combat training 14-year-olds when they first came over there. They're like, yeah, he's 18 for fuck it. <laughs> you don't need a birth certificate. You already he's got down. the super soldier serum injected in him. He's the size of a full-grown <laughs> man. Like, who cares what age he is? He's functional. Oh, teach him, teach him the ways. Yeah, no, I think it was what, like just the furthest out in the Pacific before Guam. That's a refueling point. I get it. But yeah, definitely, yeah, American Samoa got a boost and gets money from the U.S. government, right? I mean, to be part of it. Yeah, and they joined in 1900. That was when the first official documentation was sent over, you know. Uh, I think they had already set up a naval base there, so it's definitely some influence going on. I was in um, J- junior reserve JROTC in high school, and all four years there's like a huge. All the high schools would send their like whole task force. Like, if you were in JROTC, you had to go to Veterans Memorial Stadium on Flag Day. You probably bust in, but if you went to Tafuna High School, which was like. 10 blocks away, like uh, length, probably not even that far, actually. Uh, Tafuna High School is pretty close. We would like walk over there in like a big ass unit, like hundreds of us dressed up and like doing like army, like foot marching calls and stuff, loud as shit, just like yeah, flexing. Yo, flexing, like we're yeah, coordinated exactly. AF, dog. We're, we're coordinated. You ain't you messing with hear, this. You can hear us for you see us. <laughs> One stomp. <laughs> <laughs> one heart <laughs> bro i love that shit that was uh yeah um but then people would be passing out during the ceremony like all ceremony bro because like those military speeches are already super long and then when you like when you're saying it in psalm one it's even longer <laughs> so yeah people are passing out in the sun don't lock your knees yo if you have to stand up for a long time in formation do not lock your knees Kind of get that bounce uh because if you yeah, lock them definitely. up you're gonna be waking up in a tent i mean that's, that's not bad the shade tent with a bunch of water some juice yeah, or something. spraying you wake up wake up <laughs> where am i <laughs> and the fautasi races yeah that's another big thing uh every 
Samoan person I know was talking about it the last couple of days. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to my cousin Carl Samoa, first time rower. Oh. Who are, he's um, my auntie. His mom posted a picture of him. Uh, I they were like uh, like player profiles, like first time rower. Oh, you know, from this village. Wingspan, height. Yeah, like, I was like, oh snap. <laughs> It was crazy. When is this? And they were like, it's today. Like when it happened, I was like, oh shit, who's winning? And they, <clears throat> who was it? Newly? I didn't even. All I know is everyone told me Roofer Ayeto. Oh! Yeah, the Eagles. And I was like, all right. But I heard they got fourth. So maybe next year, boys. Is there a girls division? I don't think so. They need that. For real. Yo, I'm trying to figure out because there are multiple villages or there are some villages that have multiple boats. So I'm like, what is the registration process like to get two of your village boats? Do you have to just right. have like a bigger rower pool? You got to have like two teams worth, but then you have to like make a second boat. How much does that cost? You got to probably register it. But it does, it gives you like multiple chances to win a title for your village right that's that's huge over there the pride it's like the super bowl yo yeah and some bro some of the boats sank took yeah, on that's what water, i heard that's what i finish. heard i was like oh damn that is uh dangerous yeah one boat started sinking and then another boat went to help them and then they were like oh we're done too i guess <laughs> so Thank you. That's a good spirit of competitiveness, you know, laying it down to make sure your brodies are safe. Nice. I mean, nice. I'm pretty sure all of those guys are excellent swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> They've had some experience in the water. Yeah. If the boat goes down, I'm sure they'll. Oh, I mean, up. but I saw like uh, families posting on Facebook. Have you seen this person? And like, oh, oh wow. but then like updating it later. Oh, we found him. He's okay. We're gonna. We're all good. It was a bit scary, but you know, like I think most everybody's been found. That would, oh man, that would really suck. I didn't uh, see. Like, I wish there was like a. All I saw it through was Facebook Lives. Yeah. Why? Is there, <laughs> why is there not like a news crew there? <laughs> There's. It's terrible. To like, I think they just got drone footage, which helps a lot. But it used to be like landlocked, like a camera on the land trying to follow yeah. the boats and stuff. That's the and only footage I've ever seen of it. <laughs> it doesn't look good, right? Because it's not watching the boat go across, it's just kind of real tight in on the boat. So all you just see is somebody rowing, but you have no context on the distance between things, how far to the turnaround point, how close these other guys are, like tr like velocity or speed or anything of that is all lost when you're just kind of trying to follow a real short window. Right, and the person uh, holding the boats. camera is cheering loud. They're like, <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting vertigo. <laughs> I think the KBZK uh, broadcast was filmed in landscape, but wow. broadcasted in portrait. Oh my goodness. That shit was <laughs> sideways. Somebody uh, like literally turned their TV on the side just to get like a, a kind of 
up and down, like a real uh, perspective of it. Subway runner underneath. <laughs> Keep your attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yo, that shit was crazy. They like is literally ninety degrees rotation on the biggest sporting event in American Samoa. That's. I'm sure they'll fig- they'll get that right next year, but that's hey, maybe a- next year we can go there. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, you know your shit sideways, right? Like, yeah, like I got four cameras. I think we can. <laughs> we'll broadcast in this world. Bro, Five dollars. That's like a a whole TV department, like the the islands TV department. I don't know if they like got words, didn't get word soon enough, or if they got word and couldn't fix it. But that was definitely a miss there. And maybe I should I reach know. out. You think that'd be offensive? You think they'd be mad? Like, <laughs> they'd hey, be hella mad. I feel like I am just a Samoan on the mainland wondering <laughs> uh, why are you guys using caveman technology still to film these races? Go live. <laughs> no, so many. Yeah, so many people actually went live on Facebook or I guess Instagram that you do have like a lot of different views and a lot wider angles of of the race but it's it's all from different people all shooting different locations so it's you would have to like chop it up together to get like a decent you know yeah that's uh, a lot of show work. of it yeah but I'm not doing just that for to free. watch it yeah <laughs> just to watch it that's uh, a that's a tough look for it to be totally sideways um yeah that's that's crazy good Exciting news in the back in the mainland. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, one of my co-hosts on the Emerald Perspective, LJ. He is going to American Samoa today. Hey. Oh shit! Nice. And uh, I think he should be touching down pretty soon, honestly. So nice. that's exciting. Safe travels, brother LJ. Yeah, he was born there too. So going back Jennings? to the homeland. Yeah. Her. Where do I know Jennings? I know I'm related to Jennings. Leona, West Side. Middle, Somewhere. all over actually. Yeah. Um. Have you ever gone to American Samoa? No, I have not. Uh, maybe one day. I feel like I gotta learn more Samoan before I go there. Bro, that's the best way to learn. It's to dump yourself right yes. in it. Oh. That's happened to me. <laughs> I'd also. I also feel like I'd have to do like a detox, at least a month before, to get rid of all the sugar in my body because. All my cousins I've seen go over there, they get destroyed by mosquitoes, bro. And I know that they are high sugar diets. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, wait. Mosquitoes like can oh, smell like, out high blood sugar? Oh, yeah. Oh. They'd be like, how? Like, because this is crazy, right? Because, all right, it was LJ and Stewart. They both went over there when we were kids. And then we came back. LJ's chilling. Stewart had like a thousand bites. I was like, what? I've never seen that before. <laughs> and LJ was like, yeah, it's because I was born there. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. It's exotic blood. <laughs> that's just so annoying. Mosquitoes. Oh, people just slapping the shit out of themselves every couple minutes. Lies. Knock one out. Yeah, those mosquito coils, there's like a spiral of... I don't know. You burn it's it like electricity the... or whatever. Well, it's like a it's not. It's like a burnable little coil. 
and then it slowly burns and releases like a little smoke. It's kind of like an incense. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it's to like ward off mosquitoes. Or you got to have like a mosquito net over your bed. God damn, that shit is annoying. <laughs> but the beaches are nice, right? <laughs> Some beaches are nice. A lot of people forget that it's like a volcano. <laughs> So it's just like black rocks <laughs> and like sharp lava rocks, not like smooth lakeside, oh. riverside pebbles. It's there. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh yeah, it's just like Hawaii, but smaller, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trash no. is the same size. Yeah, no. More Shout dogs. Out American Samoa for Flag Day. Yeah, and for dogs that don't know boundaries, like you don't stop at the at your property line dogs just go right after you no sense of how to stop for that so yeah have you uh been watching american idol or at least the em tongi parts of american idol i think you muted well i was muted this button uh yeah actually i am i have only when he shows up though i like his (laughs) Yeah, Every so. time, I, like even his like the initial, his first audition, right? Mm-hmm. Every time, every time I listen to it, still makes me cry. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, ding, and like his story is very heartfelt, mm-hmm. and you know he's Tongan, so I can't say that's my cousin, but <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he grew up in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Grew up in Hawaii, and then I think. He talked about in his audition about they had to move out <clears throat> to here, Seattle. What is it? Priced out of paradise, I think. Yeah, those are his words. Yeah, that sucks. Um, and then his him and his dad used to sing together all the time before his father passed away. Um, and he said that his dad is really the reason why, you know, he even started singing or likes to sing or found any um, joy in making music. And then when his dad passed away, it was like a big hole in that joyful thing that they did together. And then he sang James Blunt's Monsters. Right, I, I never think, even heard that song before. And I was yeah. like, this is a banger. <laughs> Given the context of losing your father, and like that's kind of what that song is about. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's my turn, face the monsters, whatever. Yeah, I was like, wow. And it fucking boosted James Blunt all the way up. Like, <laughs> Did James was, Blunt receive a Spotify? Like, he's on the Yeah, charts. he went top 10 because of that. <laughs> oh, he was, shit. He was streaming tough. He said, thanks. Thanks. I said, that's thanks, all you him. can say, thanks. He's about to collect a check. Boy, you better break him off something nice. And, and then what? He went, he got to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What did he see when he got there? He, he Barney sang the Ray. duet. He had that the duet with that other guy where his guitar broke, yeah. and this is the guitar that like his father gave him, mm-hmm. and the guitar he like set out. He was like, "This whole thing is dedicated to my dad. I'm gonna play every song, every performance on the show. I'm gonna play it with this guitar because it makes me feel like my dad is here with me, and I can, you know, I can face." you know, the lights and the people 
seems kind of nervous yeah like but like yeah he's like this is not his natural habitat like he likes to sing he likes to like he's probably like that guy i don't know like i grew up in the church you know so like there's always like that group of people in the back that just like to sing and jam out he's probably like in that group you know not looking for attention but yeah still enjoying himself because that's what he likes to do uh and he's good at it and and other people are entertained by it so you know there's definitely some energy you receive from that um yeah there's definitely i mean being on this show and i'm sure he's receiving um you know a lot of good messages from islanders who are seeing him up there representing um and i'm sure he's feeling that love and that recognition and that validation um and i hope you know it, it helps him to continue doing it because love to hear this kid i mean he's doing great i want to just want the best for him um have you yeah, ever watched american idol before do you know uh, how like yeah. it works like yeah i used to watch i used to be die hard back in the day like the first probably like eight nine seasons mm-hmm. i was voting every hey. week <laughs> <laughs> whole family was watching it you know so i was about it but then i was like you know I'm kind of tired of this formula, right? Um, and there wasn't a lot of polys on that, mm-hmm. like, ever, really. So I was like, eh. But then I seen this guy, and now I'm like, okay, whenever he's on, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> um, we caught – I forgot to record the new episode of American Idol, so it, like, plays right after. It, like, repeats right after for the encore. Mm-hmm. So I caught that. But I turned it on like the second performance and I saw on EM's post, it was like text the number 13 to this number to vote for me. And I was like, oh, it's 11 more people (laughs) until we get to this guy. And so my sister was like, yeah, I'm not trying to watch the whole thing. I was like, me either. So I put Assassin's Creed back on and I was just playing, playing like 30 minutes later, come back. Oh, what number is it on? Oh, it says text the number five to this oh. number. And I was like, what the hell? Why is this taking so long? I think it's going to be a while. So I just recorded and was playing games until he came on. But yeah, I totally just want to just watch his parts and like vote for him. He's but, putting on right now. Yo, yeah. And he got to perform um, this last episode in Hawaii. Uh, he brought a bunch of people, family, uh, came out, showed out support. The crowd loved it. He sang Spawn Breezy's Don't Let Go. Um, the judges love him. Love like, him. Yeah. Every time he, he sings, they cry too. <laughs> yeah, they cry. They're in tears every time he sings. I don't see that with all these, these other, uh, you know, competitors on the show. But as someone who's watched it a lot, uh, what do you think is required like to win like is it just um just a powerful voice is it showing kind of versatility is it the story is it the judges love you or is it just like being able to get a bunch of people to you know text in votes uh i think it really it's a combination probably of all those things like you have to have a good story and you have to really be able to sing, but not just be able to sing, but sound different singing than like anything else that anyone's ever heard, really. Um, let's see, like Kelly Clarkson, 
She had a very powerful, very poppy voice. And like that made sense for like the very first season. Uh, oh, look, she was number one. She's the first American Idol. <laughs> and then the second season was Ruben Stuttered. But everyone was like, Clay Aiken should have won. Uh. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys both suck. <laughs> Did, didn't Clay Aiken have like a longer music career after? Uh, yeah, he had two singles, whereas Ruben Stutter had one. <laughs> so, so, doubled yeah. up, Ruben. I've just been, I've been seeing videos of these guys now. They're like commenting on American Idols and stuff. So, uh, yeah, having a story, being able to like really sing mm-hmm. and I don't know, just being relatable. I guess that goes in with the story. But like you have to be someone that the people can vibe with, empathize, feel. Like they, you have to have them want you to win, right? Like your music, your performance is so impactful that it causes people to go the extra distance and place that vote. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And shoot, he's the only person that's made me want to even watch American Idol for like ten season plus. So power to him. Like when he sang the the sound of silence, that was that was crazy. I was like, I never even imagined this song being sung like this. Oh, that's the other cool thing is like hearing different versions of classic songs and like how people can, you know, their own take on on certain songs and really kind of opening your mind to what other things could sound like. Like, I feel like that's a very Polynesian thing. Like a lot of poly artists. Poly artists, <laughs> poly artists. Artists. They, 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 they do covers, but mm-hmm. they like it's a little different. Like, yeah, uh, yep. Like the at ease, how deep is your love? Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was their original song. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Cisco that's the Bee Gees. That that's the Bee Gees. I said, what? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. It's it's the same, but it's very different to me. And then like, um. What's another good, uh, what's his name? Ati, uh, Faithfully. That's Faithfully. A, the Journey cover. Like, he changes it up, man. He mm-hmm. makes it his own. Polify? I don't know. Oh, nice. Polify. <laughs> Fiji had Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Was that Otis Redding? Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of. Mr. Cowboy? He's all Ooh. covers. <laughs> do, you, do, do you know who that is? Wait. Is that the new Boom Bullet? I think so, honestly. <laughs> I love Boom Bullet, though. though. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong, yeah. It's your boy, Boom Bullet. <laughs> no, nah, but Mr. Cowboy, uh, I mean, I heard about him like a couple years ago. He had a cover of a song called Grandpa. Tell me about them good old days. But uh, he recently came out with two new songs. And they're Beatles covers. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. I, I showed them to my friend who loves the Beatles. White dude. He was like, why did he cover the worst Beatles songs ever? Oh, I, was like, oh, I was like, what? He's a Beatles? For real? I didn't know that. And he's like, yeah, they're the worst Beatles songs. <laughs> I was like, oh. What's so, going to get clearance, too? Well, I like these ones. <laughs> Michael Yo. Jackson got to clear it, right? <laughs> Hobla oh, Dio Blada, which 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 Beatles songs were they? I guess that's the song. 
over D, over da, 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 yep. Da, 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 da. yep, that's a Beatles song, and then the Jambalaya one. <laughs> nice, get it. Oh, I'm looking at him right now. I want to pull all these up. 4.8 million views? Four Mr. months? Cowboy? I'm telling this... you, man, this guy's blowing up. I've been like... Oh, I saw that one. Is there like I in say... Umu, he's got a cowboy hat on with like yeah. a loose dicky shirt? <laughs> I think he, he definitely plays with his voice on like the auto-tune or whatever. But I'm like, dang, a Samoan Get country it. star. We need this. Hey, next year. Get him, get him on the show, American Idol. Bring it. Okay, so, I so it's all voting. The American yeah. Idol is chosen by America. That's what they say. That's what they say. You know, I don't know. I can't, yeah, that's not the say. one. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go real. Uh, I'm gonna sound like the right. This is fake. <laughs> <laughs> if William, if he doesn't make it, if he doesn't make it to the championship, if he doesn't win it all. I'm like, I want to recount. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm gonna storm the studio. <laughs> how does the how does like the final? How many people are in the final usually in American Idol? Uh, it's usually three. I think. Oh, okay. And then they'll like they'll have like a couple performances. Like they'll do each do a song, and then America has decided <laughs> that the two going on to the final is gonna be decided after a word from our sponsor <laughs> and you'd be like oh, oh i will wait here damn it i had seacrest i hate you <laughs> uh but then they come back kick one off and then the two they'll usually sing one more song and then okay the moment is here america has decided that's what the amount of times they say america has decided makes me feel like it's just like we ran the analytics. This guy's going to make us more money. <laughs> yeah. That's what my sister was saying, too. She was like, why is EM always at the end? Is because they want to, they know a lot of people are watching for him. So they'll wait until the end. They'll, like, keep. I initially thought you put your stars out first. But it also makes sense that you would, like, keep your stars until last, right? They're the, yeah. the main event. Because everyone with their uh, TikTok attention spans. Like, <laughs> yeah, I turned it. I was like, I'm not waiting. I'm like, Fuck this. People. <laughs> I don't care about any of them. <laughs> oh man, I turned it back on and Alan Stone was performing. Oh, he's dope. He fucking killed it. He's I'll dope. tell you this. I did not know who Alan Stone was yesterday. Ooh. And I thought he was a contestant. And I was he like, oh, like this guy's gonna get this guy might give him a run for his money. <laughs> No, I oh, seen him in the crowd too when when Ian was was performing. I was like, "Oh shit, that's Alan Stone. What's he doing there?" Yeah, yeah, he was the guest he coach. Performed? Oh he yeah, was, he he was a guest coach. He talked to I think he talked to everybody um in the lead up like the week of their He's from here too. Oh, he's from Washington? Yeah, he's from like a little bit north of Spokane, I think. Uh and he got his start up that. here. Uh, he has this song to all the listeners, Alan Stone, Unaware. That was my introduction to Alan Stone. I had a friend who was a big fan of him from day one. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, he put on that song, and I was like, damn, it's a banger. Oh, I didn't know why people could sing like this. <laughs> I think that's the song that... <laughs> I was unaware. <laughs> I was unaware that Alan Stone's unaware was so good. Right. Um, I told my sister, I was like, I think this guy is going to, like, 
be tough competition. And she was like, you tell me that's a <laughs> professional singer. <laughs> he already made it. <laughs> yeah, he's already won. He's not on American Idol. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because I was like, I really like that song. He's just saying yeah, what? Right. <laughs> he has a crazy is this vocal love? range. Oh, man. Yeah, is this love? Yeah, that was, yeah. Shout out Alan Stone. I'm definitely going to listen to Unaware for the yeah. first time tonight. Yeah, so we're definitely rooting for Ian. Good luck, brother. If you would like uh, some Levasa gear, we can get you hey. some Levasa slippers, Oos. Woo! Toko, we got you. You, you ain't got to wear shoes yeah. anywhere, bro. Keep yeah, those slippers slides on. Forever. Slipper. Slipper. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ian Tony. Speaking um, of Hawaii, too, um, last week, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Last okay. week, uh, we were talking about the. We found out about live action Lilo Stitch because Forrest put us on game. I, I had no idea. <laughs> Announced and in now, 2018. Ever, ever since then, like, this more shit has been piling on to this movie. I think they should just start over. <laughs> just like dump it. Start yeah. with like pick a different casting director. Yeah, honestly. Um, so the, the, um, the actor they chose for Nani. Uh, Sydney Adudong. I think yep. she's from Hawaii. Um, but she's been in NCIS, so she, at least she has some acting credential. Yeah, yeah, she's she's been in. She's yeah, she does have a bunch of acting credits, so that is good. But I understand why people are like, "Oh, this is not the Nani that we thought should be casted." Like, if we're talking about um, taking this chance for to represent um, what people feel is the connection to that movie, Lilo and Stitch, what was it, 2006? 2002, um, I believe. 2002? Damn. Um, then picking um, actors with, like, deep Polynesian features um can be super helpful um for people to be able to see themselves in that movie and in those characters and like you talk about keeping it true to the the text i guess but that shit is it's a cartoon right you're going off a cartoon yeah. so as far as features and stuff where they that was cartoon was dr dr like drawn like the the main artist on that movie was a white dude oh okay so like could he have been exaggerating Mm -hmm. Polynesian features <laughs> while drawing it. See, yeah, the big noses, like, the yeah, the like the I'm, hair thickness. I don't know. The, I don't know the, those are some big people. Super like, thick. Like they yeah. They even casted the David guy. I heard today. Oh, so I was wondering who was going to be casted as David. Someone was like KJ Apa. <laughs> right. I was like, whoa, that's kind of pale. <laughs> that's some pale ale. Like sign me up first, for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's this guy named <clears throat> I don't even know how to say his name, Kahaya Kahal Machado. Okay, uh, but he's he's pretty pale too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All the Hawaiians say they look hapa. Kahal Kahal Machado casts David in Disney's Leland Stitch remake. Uh yeah, well I guess they're getting the cast together, but it's um, Jason Scott Lee. 
was the original voice for David. I forgot about that. Damn. I am. I get why this is a big deal, but I also want to see what they do. Like, I just want to. Announced in 2018, like, this shit needs to go already. Like, I want right. to see Lilo and Stitch live action already on. I mean, it's going straight to Disney Plus, but I want it. I want it up. I want to see how it's going to go. And I mean, these are Hawaiians. Yeah, that's integral to the story. <laughs> like yeah. them being Hawaiian. Uh, these, yeah, these look like native Hawaiian actors. Maybe they're lighter skinned, but I mean, you're working with what you're working with. And I think it's going to be okay. I don't know. It's going to be mean, Disney-fied, you, right? It's going to be Disney-fied. Uh, Disney's going to do... I think they're going to... I don't know who writes the scripts these days for everything, but I feel like it, you you do like a big study on how things are going to go, or maybe you have a bunch of test runs for the movie where um, people watching, they're like, oh, I really didn't like that ending. So you can change the ending before it comes out or something. But yeah, it's usually good stuff. Like I love watching Disney movies and like feeling a part of it and like being able to relate to the characters and trying to take and trying to figure out which one of these characters in whatever movie I'm supposed to identify with more. Like, I'm with that. And I'm Disney movies are going to be a big part of my life. I got a little kid coming and she's watches Moana every day. So <laughs> I'm, you go. I, yeah, I just kind of want to see it already. I wonder how long it's going to take. Um, but yeah, they got what they got Lilo, they got Nani, David, Pleakley. I'm sure it's about to come together real quick. And then they'll just get it up. But this is supposed to be say may 24 may of next year that's coming up so lilo and stitch less than a year away i like it i mean yeah yeah. i'm excited to see it um have you been to hawaii before yes i have i was there like uh four years ago i went for a wedding to honolulu and yeah it was i had a blast i had blonde hair Oh, I've seen those. My boy Mike just went full blonde. Oh, shout out Mikey Hodges. Happy birthday, my guy. Um, Have you ever heard of the Polynesian Cultural Arts Center? Yeah. It's like where they do the shows, they make fire. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> so Go you know it. that guy. Okay, so, well, it's not really involving that, but there's a guy that works there. You know, Cap, like the. The main guy? Yeah, the main guy, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know how the heck he knows my dad, but we went to this like <laughs> Polynesian dinner thing, and uh, this guy was performing, and he just comes up, Joe, what's up, dude? And I'm like, you know? <laughs> I was like, what the heck? He's like, yeah, man, your dad go way back. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know this guy, and... I've never heard of you at all. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I wanted him to like peel the coconut with his teeth right then and there. It was, it wasn't happening. <laughs> Wait, how do you say he knows your dad? They just used they, to party together? He didn't, I guess. He, they did not clarify. They, they did not clarify. They were just like, oh, high five hugs. So He's kind of shorter yeah. than I was expecting. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. 
but he's on the stage. I was like, that's how you get up the tree so fast. <laughs> your hands are close to your feet. All the angles are all the angles are up at him because he's yeah. on the stage. There. Have you uh, been th- over there in Hawaii? I've been through Hawaii. I've had some. I've stayed in Hawaii uh, for weeks at a time with some family, um, but I've never really gone out through Hawaii. Like I stayed either in the Hawaiian Air Terminal or I stayed inside my auntie's house in Eva Beach, but I never really ventured out. Um, I just saw this thing from from comedian James Mane, where his take on the Polynesian Art Center is that it's a it's a islander zoo. <laughs> it's like people, the white people pay to come here. You sh- you know you go to each exhibit, and you watch the people uh do what the people do but that's not all like polynesians like that's not just what we are we're he's talking about we're more than that now but i guess it's you know like a cultural history lesson um but it was funny because (laughs) we're going to hawaii in august for my Mm -hmm. uh cousin talanoa's uh wedding um and we were trying to think of other things we could do while we're there because it's going to be like a big trip. So Mm -hmm. we're going to like try to go and do a bunch of stuff. Uh, And uh, my girl who is white, who's Irish and Caucasian from Eastern Oregon, uh, was like, we could go to the Polynesian cultural arts place. And I was like, oh, I'm not trying to pay for that shit. That's what I'm like, just come with me to a funeral or something. <laughs> you know, you know what we could do? We could just walk around the island and see Polynesians that way. Yeah, in the natural habitat. <laughs> Not in the zoo form. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and now, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. <laughs> Damn it. It'd be good for your daughter, maybe. She'll see, like, see her people Yo, in action, you know? I definitely don't do nearly enough Islander things. To hope that any of it will, by osmosis, um, be absorbed by my daughter, other than Lilo and Stitch, Moana, my mom, when we FaceTime, will try to sing in someone like the whole time at her. Uh, but also, she like throws in a bunch of like Jesus call and return things <laughs> she's trying to teach. She's like, who is your savior? It's like, whoa, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so that's good though because let me tell you, uh, I didn't even know what a Samoan was until I was like in fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's hella late. I feel like yeah. it's like I know I'm Samoan, but I don't know what that means. Mm, okay, right? It's like I wasn't really around it, and then I started mm-hmm. going to like a church that was all Samoans, and then you know, even but then even there, you know, I'm the outsider kind of looking in oh he's yeah. he's the white guy <laughs> and then you're like oh okay well <laughs> i'm just gonna observe and take in all the things i find valuable and and i'll Try be on my way them later. yeah that's how, that's i make it how i'm gonna I say felt. i'm samoan right <laughs> you're gonna that's, want me to say it that's how i felt growing up in carson california and then moving uh to american samoa i was like uh the white kid 
Right. Is what they're like, Balang y doy, huh? I was like, <laughs> what? That means white doy? That's me? They're like, yeah, you speak good English. I was like, that's damn. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll start not. Um, yeah, but I definitely stuff like going to a Samoan church or joining a Samoan security group or being in a community or island uh, with a lot of islanders, it feels like a just like an easier way to learn the mm. the stuff because it's happening around you or it's being spoken around you. Yeah, like when I when I first got to Portland, I didn't speak a lot of Samoan because uh, there weren't a lot of other Samoans around in my daily life. Uh, but then I started working with a Polynesian security group downtown. So like every night. I would be around other Islanders and I just started speaking more and more Samoan. Um, and then when the pandemic happened and everything shut down, I'm, I, I realized that I'm speaking less now. Like it's harder to remember the word that I'm supposed to say, like the translation for certain things. But I think that's just because, you know, day to day, I'm not, not using it as much. So, mm -hmm. but I want her to, I want her to know, like, I want her to know, like, and be, proud of who she is and her culture and her history, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't limit you. Just like you're someone that's people are going to, people are going to say something. She's already mm -hmm. tall as shit. She's going to be six, four. I'm going to be looking up at her eventually. But... <laughs> Give me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. I'm... Yeah. She's going to be a monster. She's big shit. I'm only six, one. I'm sure she's going to be at least my height. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers went to Memphis and won game one like we knew they were going to do. They did more than that. They broke that other team, the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> in doing so, which was mind-blowing. I feel bad for John Morant. Low-key, very low-key. A little bit. Uh, Jaw got a pistol. Lakers got an AR-15. <laughs> Jaw got a broken hand. Is you think it's broken? Broken? I haven't seen the. Oh. I can't recall the latest reports, but he already had a hurt hand, and then he landed late, on it late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, he ran off the court after that, straight to the locker room. So I didn't. Oh, the latest um, from Adrian Wojnarowski is that well, it's unlikely. John Morant will play in game two. Yeah, uh, I mean, probably things happen. Good. I like it. Not I, not the injury. I'd like it for the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers chances yeah. to, to help win um, this next game on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it was weird seeing LeBron as the fourth best player on the floor. Right? Yeah. Like, we had Anthony Davis, who, I, dude, when you say on the TV, you look at the TV camera and you say, I can't move my arm. That was like, that scared the shit out of I'm me. I'm like, oh, wow. Here we go. AD doing AD things. AD things. <laughs> then, so then I'm like, okay, he's not coming back. Second half, he's out here doing all kinds of layups, shots, blocks. This dude had seven blocks on the game. We have Austin Reeves just doing them. Self-proclaimed him. 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 Himothy. 
Timothy Reeves. And then we got Rui Hashimura. Yeah. Japanese Jordan, as uh, Shannon Sharp called him today. I thought that was funny as shit. <laughs> Japanese yep. Jordan. He went off like, wow. Go Zags. <laughs> That's what I see. I'm like, yeah, I knew he was about to be integral to this fucking shit. I knew it. I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that. Who did we have to trade for him? Was it like Kendrick a Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. That was cool. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Cool. See ya. Uh, Austin Reeves finished the game with 23 points. He had nine straight um, in crunch time. Yeah. Um, Rui Hachimura off the bench, 29 points. And five for six from three? I didn't know he shot like that. Do you think that's a fluke or? I mean, five for six. Uh, I think that it's a hot night. They're going to be guarding him a little harder probably next <laughs> game. But see, this is the thing. Any there's like any one of those bench players can get hot. Like Austin Reeves, even though he's a starter now, but like Rui, Malik mm-hmm. Beasley, uh, who else? Somebody, somebody Troy on Brown. That. Troy Brown. He's a. I don't really like him to be honest. Well, yo, but... he was starting for a while. No, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. And, you know, LeBron even, he didn't play that well, but I'm glad he didn't have to because usually he doesn't yeah, do well in yeah. the first game. But every time he wins game one of the series, he's 27-2. and two. Nice. I'm like, damn, this guy's played at 29 series? That's a lot. <laughs> I think he has the most playoff games in history, right? Has to be like, does did he ever miss them? Just like twice, <laughs> maybe yeah. two years. And he's he's gone deep into the playoffs. Like, um, I think there was a like an infographic where LeBron has more playoff games than the Grizzlies combined. <laughs> like all the Grizzlies combined have way less than him in Probably. terms of playoff games. Um. 21, yeah. 11 rebounds, five assists for the King. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. But yeah, that's not like turnovers. Were what do you have? A lot of turnovers. He had like five, I think. Oh, okay. But also, Jaron Jackson was backing him down, like yeah. no fear. I was surprised. I was like, "Damn, this guy came to play. He's, he's with the shits." I don't. I'm, I'm sad they don't have Stephen Adams because. Yo, I want to see him. Is banging. he hurt? Yeah, he's been hurt for a while. Like not going to be able to play at all? I don't think so. Another yeah. Tongan person that we're missing. I've seen uh, in New Zealand. Yeah, he's from New Zealand, but his dad Tongan? is Tongan. Yeah, and his sister is oh, a Adams. gold medalist shot putter. God. He's a beast. He's like the youngest of 16, I think. He's 29? Yeah, he's a baby, bro. <laughs> you know, bro, he looked 39, 40. He looked like Udonis Haslam. It's like he, he got drafted, I think, when he was like 19. With short-ass hair. Yeah, looking like – he looked like Jason Momoa straight up. Like, <laughs> these guys look the same. <laughs> I got to see if they're cousins straight up. Um, Steven Adams. Man, shout out Steven Adams. Yeah. Like, but, that's um, a good, good player. Also, I feel like a – a great teammate. Yeah, he'll he'll pick you up. He's strong as shit. <laughs> he'll pick what you up. He'll pick another person up. He'll pick them up off of you. Like he's uh-huh. yeah, big ass dude. Yeah, I think that the Lakers 
they're going to, I think they could 4 0, maybe 5 1. Without 4 0 or 4 1. Yeah, without Morant. I, but last year, I remember the Grizzlies were better without John Morant. Like their record was oh. way better. Um, but they, but Steven Adams was in that rotation. So oh, okay. I don't know if those same things will happen. Uh, Desmond Bain is filthy. The backup for uh, John Morant. He's hella Shoes buff. Threes, yeah. Hella buff. Ooh, he looks like a freaking cannonball. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this series probably is going to be done. I think Josh has just take Chill the off season to rest his trigger finger. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't heard anything crazy since then, but I'm sure they're working really hard to like keep heard, him in the uh, house yeah. and like, Mikey Williams is trying to follow in his footsteps. No, <laughs> this guy's been <sighs> the highest recruit for basketball since he was like in eighth grade. And you want to fuck it up now, right before you like, go to college? Right before you go to Memphis? Like, what are you doing? See, he's going to Oh, Memphis. he's going to Memphis. <laughs> yeah. I sense some collections, some some connections, some it's a conspiracy. Um, yeah, what did he do? He assaulted somebody, he pointed a gun at someone. He like fired his gun six times. Jesus. In San Diego or some shit. Yeah, and... that's not good. And then got arrested. Yep. You think um, thinking about other uh, playoff series for this first round? Um, after watching or seeing most of the results from game ones, uh, are there any other series that you're like, "Oh, this is over"? Like it might not be a sweep, but you know who's going to come out the winner in, um, in advance. After the first game, the Nuggets, Timberwolves, I think the Nuggets are about to doo-doo on them. Jeez Louise, they went by like 26 <laughs> points. It wasn't even close. Um, another one, too, yeah. Celtics, Hawks. I don't think the Hawks can get a game out of the Celtics. And if they do, it would just be one. Um, and then Nets and 76ers. The Nets, that game's on right now, and there's 52 seconds left, and the 76ers are up by 15. So that's that's 2-0 right there. Uh, so, the Nets just have Mikel Bridges. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're Mikel Bridges and... Brooke Lopez? <laughs> oh, Brookie! Like something like that. Kevin Durant. Uh, or Claxton <laughs> or something. But, yeah, I think those are the... The three, the Lakers, I mean the four, Lakers, Grizz, Hawks, Celtics, Nets, Sixers, Nuggets, T-Wolves that are pretty much done. All the other ones are going to be good-ass games like Kings, Warriors on tonight. Whoa, that was good. That was a good one. Freaking freaking Draymond Green laying on Sabonis at the end of the game. I was like, get the fuck off of that. (laughs) I was crazy. Get the fuck off my zag. Yeah, you fucking... E-40 got kicked out. Yeah, told him when to go. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Tell me when to go now. But they said uh, they gave him multiple warnings because he kept standing up, which is crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking playoff game. Standing up? (laughs) Standing up on the court side. So the people behind him, they didn't stand up, I guess, and they couldn't see. So they reported him, and then he got kicked out. He said that he never received a warning. Yeah, and that they just kicked him out. 
he said that some people were talking shit to him the whole game. And then at the end, he turned around to say something. And then when security got called and came down, they immediately thought the large black man, not the white woman, was the one causing problems and walked his ass right out of there. Yo, when you said they told him when to go, I was like, but that was the first thing I, I thought of. I, right when I seen the article, I was like, oh my God, that is the funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, man, Sacramento over here, third seed? Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox came to play, bro. Freaking Kentucky uh, teammates. Nice. Um, it was weird, though, because their numbers in college are opposite of what they are now. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was number zero. Malik Monk was five at Kentucky. And now De'Aaron Fox is five and Malik Monk is zero. I thought that was interesting. Was uh, is De'Aaron De'Aaron Fox came in as a rookie at five? That's been his number the whole time, or did he switch yeah. recently? Oh, okay. uh, I think so. Uh, then, Malik Monk's he was with the Lakers, like yeah, last, last year. year. And then he got a uh, so he picked his teammates' old number. I see it. Yeah, and uh, they they went off. Sabonis he didn't even play that good. He had thirteen points, sixteen rebounds. Like that's a shitty game for him. And they still won. That's what I'm saying, man. This that whole first half, at least Warriors Kings, the Warriors were up, right? They're just doing I, what I felt like was like experienced playoff basketball. You know, kind of slow it down a little bit, find your find your shot. But I feel like the Kings just ran on them. Like they're like, okay, you can slow it down, but we're gonna get you tired. Like we're just gonna go. Like they looked a lot more springy, a lot faster. Like a lot better acceleration. So I mean, yeah, I guess the Warriors roster is getting old, but I thought you know Steph and Clay were gonna shoot them right back in it. I didn't. Yeah, but they can't guard anybody. That's I think their biggest issue. Ooh. Gary Payton is their only perimeter defender that's really worth a damn. Clay, he's not what he was. Uh, and Steph Curry was never that great at, at defense. Like he'll get a couple steals, but. Other than that, it's not that hard to score on him. Um, so, and that's like the strong point of the other team is their guards. <laughs> so, okay, and you have like sub-level defenders on them, which allowed them to go off. Yeah, they're just they're just gonna keep looking for switches until they get that defender. Like even Jordan Poole, he's not that great of a defender. They all are offensive first, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be uh. I hope they if they sweep the Warriors, I'll be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> like the beam, <laughs> throw away. That would just be so perfect. It's like I'm tired of these guys. It's like their dynasties. You ready for it to be over? Yeah, I'm just, I just, is Jordan Poole like, supposed to take over for Steph Curry and usher them into the next era? That's what they want. I like the whole team. I just don't like Draymond Green. He's so annoying. Like, mm. is he not worth it? Fuck no, he's not worth it. And like, I don't know why, <laughs> but the NBA just like lets him fucking do whatever he wants. Like, he fouls the shit out of everybody every game, and he just gets loud <laughs> and fucking in your face about it. Yeah, they're just like, uh, I gotta file a report for every technical I give. I fucking not trying to do this <laughs> so much. <laughs> Too much just time. Give them a, what is it? Is it two technicals and you're out? 
Yeah, two technicals or like one super flagrant. <laughs> Double tech his ass. Get the fuck out of here. See you later. Draymond. Draymond's gonna Draymond. Um Yeah, I hope the Kings win. But okay, so you said the Warriors team is just built for I mean, they only have offensive players. Yeah. How's that different from the you said the Nuggets have like a fast offensive system that also doesn't play defense. Yeah, they really are not about defense. They're just like Fuck they'll it. play defense on the three though. Like they they're decent on the perimeter. Um but if they go in the paint, they're like, yeah, just go. Just go <laughs> for free bucket. Because they're like, we're gonna score two or more anyway on the next yeah. on our possession. Yeah. So two we're not worried about twos just as long as no one gets hot from three. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. And they doo-dooed on the Timberwolves. Like, Jokic had this filthy play where I think – I forgot who's cutting through the middle. I think Jamal Murray. He faked pass to the middle. Gobert bit on the pass, and then he did a spin move <laughs> layup. Nice. Made him look stupid. Uh, even the Heat, they stole one from the Bucks. Ooh. But Giannis was hurt, I think. Yo, is Giannis uh... – Oh, right. I saw that he was hurt, but they're not sure yet if it's going to be uh, um, an injury that causes him to miss time. But he's probably going to be playing at less than 100. Yeah. And the Heat have Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Bucket. Who, like, will will you and the fucking bench to, like, a win. Yo, yeah, I mean, where was it? That theory that he's, he's Michael Jordan's son. You heard that theory? Oh, <laughs> I think I saw this. I, I would is, believe it. The, but the, the, I feel it's like the a time, lot of things the way lined the time up. Tables, yeah. Yeah. They're like, we don't know who his dad is, but Michael Jordan was in town that day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. Jimmy grew up in Indiana, <laughs> and Michael Ooh. Jordan was playing the Pacers in that series. <laughs> he was busting mad nuts in Indiana. <laughs> Shout out Jimmy Buckets. Jordan yeah. Jr., Nick's also got one on the Cavs. I wasn't expecting that. Wait, are the Cavs supposed to? Are the Cavs the favorite there? Yeah, they're the higher seed. I think they're the four, and the Knicks are the six. So, about to get some playoff games at Madison Square Garden. Yup, the mecca. And then even Russell Westbrook showing up for the won the game. I think Kawhi Leonard won the game with his 38 points. <laughs> Russell but, Westbrook, three for 19 and some super clutch blocks. Yeah. And, you know, he was getting in on defense, doing exactly what he's supposed to do, minus all the shooting, minus yeah. missing 16 shots. Like, we don't need that part. 16 missed shots. That's, uh, that's 10 more points for Kawhi. That's a 50 bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's uh was he open? Like I didn't I didn't I definitely didn't watch that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everyone's like, yeah, run it, dude. Let it rip. West Brick. Yeah, I know he got some clutch offensive rebounds at the end. Uh had like a block on Devin Booker and then threw it off his foot. <laughs> yep, yep. And no Paul George for the Clippers. Yeah, so impressive the Suns that like if they don't win and they have Kevin Durant Kevin Durant and Booker I mean 
Chris Paul is not. I was you like, know. is Chris Paul even there still? DeAndre Ayton is their other is the big third, but yeah, DeAndre. I thought DeAndre Ayton was going to be a lot more impactful, but I mean, it's hard to do stuff when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. I guess. Oh, on the well, same you team. better be getting the rebound and going back up. <laughs> yeah, definitely not do what you can do. Then, like, if you're not getting a bunch of shots or a bunch of touches, play defense, box the fuck out. Hell yeah, that's what that's what I would say. Um, yeah. So a couple of those series are over. A bunch of them are still going to be really good. Looking forward to to more. And then the the Lakers play game two Wednesday on TNT. Yeah, I thought the scheduling was kind of weird. They had two games tonight, two games tomorrow, then four games on Wednesday. Four. Oh. So I'm like four games. Well, okay, maybe they're split up on different networks. Or all four on TNT for ten hours straight. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> That's a uh, lot. They start. Yeah. So there's. Oh no. Uh. Uh. Wait. It's just three. Sorry. Three. Okay. Three days. That's more. Two, manageable. three, two. Yeah, yeah. Especially with these playoff games, you don't want them like overlapping and having and making people decide. Oh, I'm gonna watch this one and not watch this one. So. Right. Um. Yeah, so I mean, we talked quite a bit about the NBA. What about the NBA's big abusive brother, brother <laughs> abusive big brother, the NFL? <laughs> oh man, big news today in the NFL: Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, um, signed a five-year, two hundred fifty-five million dollar extension. Big money, big money. A hundred over a hundred million guaranteed. I think sets a record as the highest paid player ever in the National Football League. Uh, what do you think about this contract? Do you think it was good for the Eagles? Good for Hertz? I mean, definitely cashing in, but where do you think this uh this contract put the Eagles? Um, I think they just set the new floor for elite quarterback contracts. And uh, honestly, I'm okay with it. We have Gino right now, so we're about to ride him into the fucking sunset until we find the quarterback that we think is worthy of a draft pick. And then, then we're on a rookie contract for two or three years. But I'm excited that everyone else is going to be using so much of their salary cap to pay the quarterback. <laughs> gonna be beautiful while the hearts chill yeah good for him uh i don't know if that if he if the level of production he had last year is um gonna be repeatable in the upcoming year my uh given the fact he did miss four games at the end of the season regular season so if he doesn't miss those games and he stays healthy then then it's a good deal for the eagles I saw on Spot Track that they were paying mm-hmm. him like 10, 10% more than they should. It's called Spot Track? Yeah. I thought it was called Spot Rack. I've been saying Spot Rack. Oh, for maybe years. you're right. I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> oh, I thought. I, I have track. no idea. I thought Track sounded. Spot Track. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. $255 million extension, $179 million guaranteed. Highest player in NFL history, no trade clause. So that's a far. first. Yeah, that true, that's the first true. time a Eagle has had that. 
It's the first time the Eagles have included a no trade clause in their contract over almost 180 million guaranteed. Um, this deal negotiated by Nicole Lynn of clutch sports. Uh, it's like the president of clutch sports football operations. Shout out to Nicole. His Lynn, whole team is all women. Did you know that? Yeah. That's, that's a, good. that's so good, good for those ladies. Cash out ladies. Get, get the money. They definitely did a good job building them up from second round pick that no one was really like that. A lot of people doubted. And I feel like was it not like five only years his, ago? was it three, two, three years ago. Uh, I mean, this hey, was when did he his... get benched in the fucking national championship yeah, game? Yeah, That's like from there to here. Wow. From there to Oklahoma to slip into the second round. Um, what was he like 53rd uh, overall pick or something like that? And then the Eagles not getting him in the first round had to, I think it was, this was his third year um, because they would have had that fifth year um, option if he was a first rounder, but going from like a doubted um, rookie um, who I don't know. I know somebody else was playing in front of him. And then getting some opportunities his second year. I think it was Carson Wentz, and then Carson Wentz shit the bed. They're like, get this man out of here. Yeah, we'll give it to the kid. And even in his, you know, first full year, um, he was still kind of learning, kind of getting better. But I feel like his social media also was, like, good. And then I feel like his interviews are always, like, good, never problematic. He's always like super humble, but giving like real, you know, real answers. Not like I feel like when Justin Herbert, anytime he says something, it's like prepared. <laughs> no, oh, he, no. I feel like he He's don't just, fuck with the fucking the journalist. He's like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Oh, I, I know he's like, I don't want to say shy. I just think he's like camera adverse. Like he doesn't really, yeah, I guess he doesn't really like to, but whenever he is on like a, has a mic in front of him or is doing an interview, I feel like it's a little plastic. Like he knows he has to be like a certain, um, you know, just like a certain way he has to talk or answer questions, but it's always, you know, humble, compliment the teammates, talk well about the opponent and we're going to try our best. And yeah, like I get yeah, I get that. I get that, but I I also want like realer answers. And I feel like Jalen Hurts uh he's he still is able to give real answers that that people like accept and like are you know, that's good. It's not it's not ever problematic. He's able to I don't know. He just talks better than Justin Herbert. Yeah. He's like he seems more <laughs> relatable. It's not like a robotic yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but this is the first of many, you know, top tier quarterbacks that are looking for, uh, contract extensions. Lamar. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Raven quarterback, um, Joe Burrow for the Bengals, uh, Justin Herbert for the Chargers, Tua Tungvaluwa also is up for a contract extension. Um, that's I feel like a different situation. I think he, if he does well this year, once he learns how to fall with that judo, hey, 
He's going to be, he's going to roll out of it. Oh, yeah. Protect your neck, kid. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully that judo freaking helps because I can't see him dribble his, the back of his helmet off the ground again. Like, bro, tuck your chin. Stop it. Please. Stop looking at your receiver down there. You're going down, bro. Just <laughs> it. He's like, I'm still trying to make a play. Don't. Oh, oh now you're out for three weeks. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've also heard people say that you know, with that many can like hard concussions, um, severe concussions in a row, so close together, that he should retire. Like, if he continues to play football, he's going to be one of the old football players that's like physically debilitated. Like when he like gets fucking, forty, uh, what's that what's dude's like, name? Muhammad Ali style. Fucking yep. at the end of his. Life like those last couple of years, man. It was like, damn, that guy was the champion. He looked like he got fucked up. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he looked like he's still getting punched by ghosts right now. He's just like his head's just not stop moving. Like that's dodging, dodging my words. <laughs> Yo, that many concussions. Yeah, it's starting to show, and we're getting more like data um, from serious concussions or CTE, like. That can ruin your brain and turn that shit into mush, and then the rest of your body follows. So I also heard they were doing some new helmet tech for him. Oh, so hopefully for Tua? Gets, yeah, and maybe just all the quarterbacks that hopefully can prevent some of this. Maybe Stan Van Gundy was on um, the Greenlight podcast. I think it's Chris Jones. No, it's Chris Long. Um, and he was talking about. Uh, the advances in like safety, player safety in football, allow them to like have, you know, they modify the equipment or you're able to play stronger. You're able to play longer, right? You have a longer career mm -hmm. um, because of the new equipment that they have. And he said that's totally different than basketball because it looks like the player safety uh, analysis movement has led to people playing less like people taking you know load management yeah and like the different ways that the two leagues went it's like the nfl is like play motherfuckers <laughs> and then yeah. it's like uh no nah, it's our body we're gonna when decide. you're ready <laughs> dog, when you're ready go <laughs> take your time no i mean he makes a great point um 16 17 games is a lot different than 82 games Oh, yep, yep. Uh, so, and, like, Super Bowl, that's the only fucking thing that matters in the NFL, right? Like, right. every season is a failure if you don't win the Super Bowl. For basketball, like, I feel like it's a little different. Plus, like, having seven-game series, you know? Like, football, it's everything on the line, that one game. Yep, yep. Um, But... Yeah, like last year they, they, they made new helmets for the offensive and defensive linemen and concussions went up 18%. <laughs> oh, what? So, I don't know. Like, may, Is it maybe <sighs> that they're just recognizing them more? Oh, like they're being yeah, more yeah. Because 
uh, according to the doctors, Muhammad Ali never sustained a concussion. There was no such thing as a concussion back then or whatever. But now look at it. Like we know like something happened. Yeah. Um, so like maybe just us recognizing when concussions are happening more. Okay. But that's still I like I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Miami Dolphins concussion staff or like whoever was in charge of that. Like obviously something was wrong there. <laughs> It's crazy because when you're watching a football game now and they pull somebody out, they'll do it like, you know, they, it might not be that play after contact is made. It might be like a play or two or a couple plays after that injury happens. But then when it happens, you're just pulling off like sometimes a starter, like a big time player will come off the field and people are like, what the hell is happening? And then it'll just be like some arbitrary person thought he was a little wobbly or something yeah so sometimes it feels like i mean whenever that happens i'm like oh player safety you know make sure the person is okay the team needs to be ready for stuff like that but it also feels like arbitrary because yeah you also have times when guys are bouncing their heads off and like not able to walk straight but they let them stay in the game and shit like yeah. Tua was his lineman had to hold him up and hold him back because he was trying to like get on the ball. He's like, "Oh no, nah, bro, you just blacked out. You need to stop. You need to stop." <laughs> well, are they are people telling Demar Hamlin to never play football again? I think no, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it, but like he straight up died. Yeah, straight up, he got defeated five times on the field. On the field. On national television. <laughs> I'll be honest, I forgot that happened. Like right? the and it's only been a couple months. Like that's <clears throat> short. The NFL did a great man. job. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Hey, those publicists get paid for a reason. The men in black thing <laughs> happened during a commercial in the Super Bowl. You don't even oh, know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <They blew. laughs> Yeah. What death? They got, they got everybody. What <laughs> he came death? back to life. <laughs> he's standing there. He's sitting right here by the there commissioner. He is up there. What do you mean death? <laughs> People are like, that's not Demar Hamlin. You can't see. It's just all snow. <laughs> They're like, yeah, oh, it's conspiracy. <laughs> he didn't come back from the dead. Oh man, man. <clears throat> anything. Um, I think we're going to save the NFL draft. Uh, yeah. For next Monday before uh, the draft. The draft is next Thursday. Yep. Uh, what is that? April 27th. 10 days. Man, I'm excited to see all the decisions that um, uh, these teams make. And especially the, the Seahawks at 5 and 20. Yep. Man. The, the Raiders at 7. The Eagles have a top 10 pick. What? Right. <laughs> Like, the, what did they like? They could go get a running back at 10. Oh, yeah. Someone said if Bajon Robinson. Bajon? Um, yeah. But that, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting into more uh, NFL draft talk next week, yeah. next episode. Um, any new shows you're watching? Um, new shows. Uh, just Love is Blind. Season bro, finale last did night. Did you bro. wait for the the live broadcast? Bro, I fell asleep, man. <laughs> I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I just like curbed. And then I woke up. My girl was like two thirds of the way done. So then I started being, I was like, wow, you started without me. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, uh, I'm just gonna pester you with questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and like you know that that's it took place like in Seattle. So sometimes, oh, right. sometimes where they were filming, I'd be like, I know that place. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, that show is fucking awful. Don't recommend. <laughs> yeah. it. Don't, don't watch it. <laughs> Not for me. I'll tell you that. But... Uh, I, what did it end like last year? When did uh, that, sh- or they finished filming last year and they just put yeah, it out? and they just had it out, yeah. I went what? to Gonzaga with one of the girls. Oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't okay. even know. I was like, what, oh. what season of Love is Blind is this? I believe this is the third season. Okay. All right, uh, yeah. Because I, re- I feel like I remember uh, this the fourth. The fourth season. Oh, damn. Nick Lachey, huh? He's, yeah, he's and been his on wife it the whole is, time. And his wife is like the the host, the head instigator. She was hell annoying last night. She kept saying, "She was like, who's gonna have the first love is blind baby?" Over and over and oh, over. Oh no! I was like half asleep, half hearing that. I'm like, damn, this bitch is on it, nagging everybody. Just kept saying, kept going. That was her catchphrase. Yeah, I was like, well, you wanted to sacrifice or something. <laughs> the fuck out of here don't worry about it find your business i heard a uh, netflix released an apology like tweeted uh, out an like apology three hours late bro. <laughs> you know they're just like we'll start at i six. know some of you guys gave up your sundays your early mornings your late nights wherever around the world you were we're very sorry and uh <clears throat> i'm gonna need one month for free netflix that's what know? i was saying i was at like at least bro. At least, if any of your accounts have watched Love Is Blind more than one episode of Love Is Blind, you deserve at least a free month of Netflix. Like it's, that, a, that's it's the least second ever live event, and they blew it. Technical difficulties. There was some girl on TikTok that was like, "Netflix, I don't know what's going on, but I pay my monthly fee every month on time. And if you don't get this thing up right now, there's gonna be a problem with my payment next month." <laughs> like, Dude, people are ready to riot, man. Yeah. Where is it? I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Love and blind. Love is blind was that watched, but it definitely got a big response. And I mean, I guess if you're gonna be the second thing ever to get like a live broadcast from netflix it must have been a big yeah super big show broke the servers yeah <laughs> that's what it was everybody please don't go we're here we're ready we're just having some problems um, I, yeah, what about you any shows uh you know uh spider-man peter parker's friend in the new spider-man's uh the guy in the, the chair Everybody oh yeah where he's a vampire yeah that show? <laughs> reginald the vampire on yeah Hulu. i just that finished funny I just finished the first episode. It's kind of campy. It's kind of over the top, but it's. I mean, I don't even know if it's funny actually yet. <laughs> there were some, there were some parts, but it's like half coming of age, half like campy va- vampire show. Um, but yeah, I wanted to support uh the Jacob main, Batalon. Yes, Hawaiian, the Filipino. Filipino. Filipino Hawaiian American. Well, he had his Filipino grandma in Spider Man. I mean, no, I don't know if that was his grandma, but you know, he had a Filipino grandma. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> a Tita. <laughs> bro. Filipino grandmas and the food that they make. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, Reginald the Vampire, he works in a like a 
ice oh. cream place and yeah not to spoil it but the first episode he gets turned into a vampire and then he has to figure out how to balance his life but he's like getting his superpowers and it's kind of like cool to see the guy in the chair be his own superhero yeah like good for him i want to support it um yeah i'm watching that i've also been watching this uh well i've only mostly been watching it on youtube it's this short called bouncers have you seen that no oh go it it's on um on youtube like, a lot of the episodes are on youtube but it's about to come out on comedy central uh uk and comedy central new zealand oh i think it's did you post that? Or I, I saw so. someone. Oh, I, where I saw somebody. The actor was like, "Yo, we're about to be yep. on Netflix." Yeah, or... that's something like that. I think <laughs> I did repost that. Bro, that show's funny as shit. And like, I don't know, you're like in the bouncer life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like it, it would be pretty relatable. Nice. Uh, I've done a couple bouncing gigs myself. Uh, probably probably like 10 years ago, like right when I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this Mexican bar in Kent, uh, Kent, Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it like, like three times. But two of the times, uh, the the best player on the Mariners, Felix Hernandez, showed up with his super banging fucking truck. And yeah, I just remember that that place was just very crazy. There was like, they allowed people that were 18 to come in. And so there was like this air, like the tables were right here and all mm-hmm. the like grown ass men. He tried to sneak the little 18 year old girls over. I'm like, oh, hey, no. Hey. Oh, there was a kid section. Yeah, bro. <laughs> There's a, there a minors section under 21. Yeah, under 21. And I think it went into 16, honestly, because I was like, damn, you guys. Look- oh, damn. But King Felix was there. Yeah. King Felix came through, hooked everyone up with a bunch of brews and. Then was on his way. I was like, what did, wow. What did you have to do? You just had to do like a table, like watch um, over the tables or? I would be either the guy checking IDs, which not my best. <laughs> 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 you could, you could get, a, you could get one past me pretty easily. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then, uh, and then I would be the guy who like watched the area between the like adult area in mm-hmm. the kid area make sure it's no just, crossover yeah. when kids jumping into the drinking yeah. section honestly i just feel like i'm not intimidating like i don't know why but i maybe it's because i'm always smiling but like <laughs> homeless people think that i have money for them everywhere i go i don't know what it is oh uh, good sir good sir like, do you think I could have a dollar? I'm like, why did you ask me, dude? Like, there's 18 people walking down the sidewalk oh right God. now. You and all your friends have asked me this whole block. What's going on? Please, please. But um, yeah. So I've just been watching <laughs> Bouncers and uh, that other show. Bro, Bouncer Tales. He's talking yeah, about man. um, IDs, fake yeah. IDs, or. Sometimes hard to spot, but when they're next to like a real ID, that shit falls apart immediately. (laughs) I bet it's it. uh, And also as like a door guy, when you're like a year into doing it as like a full-time job and you're there three, four nights a week, sometimes during the week, you see a lot of IDs. And then on the weekend, you see tons of IDs, sometimes from out of state. 
but you definitely get, you know, your whatever state you're in, right? So for us, it's the Oregon ID. Saw thousands, thousands, like every week. Uh, thousands and thousands every month. I'd see IDs. And then there would be like some people that would come with these fake IDs that looked like they either made them themselves or did not pay enough to get like the legit the, ones. The legit ones, yeah. Because the fake ones, yeah, you put them next to another ID and the backgrounds, a different shade. Uh, the words are not where they're supposed to be. They're like a different font sometimes. You oh motherfuckers, do your research. Just pull up a picture of a real ID and use the same font. Uh, different fonts. It feels smooth. Nowadays, they're like... Um, there are certain things like raised parts on your uh, ID. There's not just like the holographic um, stuff that's imprinted into the new IDs, but there's also like uh, sometimes, well, I know on the Oregon driver's license on the back um, is your like birthday. Mm -hmm. It'll say like, you know, month, date, and then year. And it's raised. It's like, you can feel it. It's a smooth back of the card, but over those numbers, for your birth date, it's like raised out of the card. Um, so if you don't have that, don't even try. Like, just people be so brave. They're people, like, this yeah. looks like it was done in crayon, brother. What are you? What are you? You want to go to jail? Do you want? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not even okay. And okay, when they when you do catch one that's fake, what do you do with it? Do you give it back? So there's. There's like two trains of thought. There's if it's a fake one, like if it's hella fake, you can keep it. You can cut it up. But also there's this thing that it's um, it's their property. Yeah, I've, I've heard my so friends try to say destroy, that. You can't destroy their property. I don't think that's real. I think that's just. What your forged you... document is real <laughs> property. Yeah. That would just say, so like, I paid two hundred dollars for that. And I was like, well, I'm cutting it up with scissors in front of your face. Like, <laughs> I had a pair of scissors in my little desk sometimes at the strip club. Oh man, that was an upgrade. Security at the strip club, a lot less problems. Oh, than security at the other club. Because Do they let you drink at the strip clubs there? By, while you're working? No, like if I oh, go a to customer? a strip club yeah. in Oregon, yeah. They have alcohol there? Lucky, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. I worked for a, a company that came up from Renton. I think they were in Alaska initially, but they also had a place in Renton. Um, what was it called? Club Sinrock. And mm -hmm. they just opened in Portland. Well, they opened in Portland like six, seven years ago now. But, um, yeah, they were talking about how in other places they either didn't have alcohol or they didn't, like, do like, – they only did topless or they didn't do topless at all. So, yeah, Portland. So, uh, what is that like? So they just have clothes on. Uh, I think like uh, like broad like pants, paste, pasties. Oh, yeah, no, so no nips, no nips. Yeah, yeah, no nips, no uh, bottoms, no alcohol. That's just, the best part. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to mix all that stuff up. And uh, then Oregon was like, "Nah, but that's where the money is." And then Portland has like the most strip clubs per capita, yes. or per area, or something like that. Drake knows. <laughs> uh, most of those, most of those strip clubs are just bars with a a pole in the corner. But uh, technically, it counts. The 
but there are also some really good ones uh, as far as like party atmosphere like if you want a party um, you want a party dude not like just drugs everywhere but like a good time uh, but yeah fake IDs are hella easy to spot so if you're listening to this and you're under 21 uh, don't illegally drink if you're not going to do the work required to not get in trouble Okay, I, I'm gonna we're gonna tell I'm gonna tell a story. Um, when this is how I know that like if it's not a it it was never a Samoan bouncer, it was never a poly bouncer. But I used to sneak my fucking 16 year old cousin into the bars with me, and he would just use my other cousin's ID. I use a real ID. Yeah, yeah I use my cousin's real ass mm-hmm. ID because he was of age, and they didn't. It was like fucking six inches of difference height wise. And <laughs> I was like, how does this keep working? <laughs> like, like, well, cause he, like, he was able to get a job at a bar when he was 18. Because that thought, ID? Yeah, because they thought he was fuck, he'd been going there since he was young. <laughs> They're like, you should be old enough now. Yeah, yeah, I'll work here. And I was just always laugh. I'd be like, this is wild. <laughs> Yo, we had a. Uh... I think we had my cousin John's birthday at one of the bars that we had gone to for years. We had his 21st birthday there. <laughs> and they were like, 21? <laughs> and we're like, oh, no, it's just a joke. You know, he just wants to be young forever. But really, really, we've been going there since we were 19. <laughs> right. It works, especially with Polynesians. Like, they were like, oh, this isn't you. And then you'd be like, oh, you're racist. <laughs> like, no, this is your cousin. He's like six inches taller than you. What the hell? Yeah, but other I was people like, are like, other people are like, face looks the same. Don't care about any of the other information yeah. besides Stats, the birth uh... date. They're just like, let me look at the face. Okay, this face is that face. So this ID belongs to this person. And this ID says whatever birth year it's supposed to say. You know, that's old enough. Okay, here you go. Pay your fee over here and have a good time. Yeah, that's uh, that's well, well. When we started going to the bowling alley, which is like the main club in American Samoa, uh, the like the owner, or like, I don't know if she was the owner or if uh, she was just like the head, the manager or something. But there was one lady that would be outside at the table, and people would give her IDs and then pay the money. But after you went there a while, you could kind of just go up and be like, hey, it's me again. Empty. I got four <laughs> I got four people. Here's uh, the money. Here's a little tip. Okay, we're going to go. Hey, guys, show your IDs. Show your IDs. Show your IDs. And then, okay, see you later. But you're the one you're the one orchestrating this shit, but you don't have your IDs. <laughs> they think I'm associated. I'm the Confidence one that orchestrated. <laughs> For real, it'd really be like that. As long as you're confident, you know. Bro, yeah. It's like until I grew my facial hair, I got carded like everywhere I go. And this came like probably like four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like 26. Getting buying carded. Like what the oh, fuck? For some- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are we serious right now? Yeah, now. it's just uh, I stopped getting carded a little while ago. And I'm like, cool. And I'm also like, oh. Not young anymore. I'm old. I'm sorry. Just keep the beard. Nice. For real. Yeah. Um, shout out Bouncer Tales. Bouncer we'll have, Tales. We'll have more of that club talk 
uh, coming to you guys and that inside look of what we know. Yeah, maybe um, next week we'll talk about how to how to um, like diffuse physical altercations. Oh, nice! And maybe even how to prevent them from occurring like in the club. I, I like know. it. Yeah, it is a little different rules in the club. Like first of all, your footing is slippery in there. It's a weird terrain. Sometimes there's raised table areas, gates, little ropes. Yeah, definitely. That That's a good, yeah, we can talk about how to handle yourself in the club um, and def- definitely diffuse situations without being able to talk to people and let them hear your words. You got to kind of mouth it and do yeah. sign language because the music's hella loud. <laughs> nice. Man, appreciate you uh, sitting in. Coming of course. on, and, and I'm always ready. Giving your uh, perspective, bro. Appreciate it. He's balling. Any uh, any shout outs this week? What you got? Uh, did already did one shout out. Shout out to my cousin Jay. Oh, Jay he travels to American Samoa. Um, he is going to be going actually to Western Samoa too. So, oh, get nice. a little get a little best of both worlds over there. Um, yeah, yeah he'll be there for Flag Day, so that's kind of cool. Um. Also, shout out to um, the people that are redoing our kitchen. They start tomorrow. Hopefully, they are on time, on budget. <laughs> <laughs> no and, extra stuff. Yeah, just do what they need to do and just be on. Like, I can't use the kitchen for the next week. So, oh, it's a week? I'm going to be ordering out tough DoorDash, <laughs> Uber Eats, Pizza, yeah. Pizza. Shout out DoorDash. Yeah. And that's it for me. How about you? You got any shout outs? Oh, I should have definitely better prepared for this i can't think of any off the top of my head shout out to the people uh, shout out to the the merry monarch <laughs> yeah um also shout out to sipping coco uh it's a page on instagram also on tiktok ainsley broomsley i think uh ainsley broomsley yeah, something like that. Polynesian chick down in oh, Tennessee. Gotcha. Uh, she's the one that really put on the on my radar the whole Lilo and Stitch casting, mm, and okay. she does like a lot of research into it. And oh, nice. So yeah, so um, shout out to her. I better find her real last name before. <laughs> Sipping Coco. Yes, that's oh, yeah. that's her uh, Instagram. It's like a blog kind of thing. Uh, thinking and yeah that's it for me yeah i feel terrible right now man yeah thanks again for coming on thanks to everybody for listening uh yeah have a great week continue to be your great self you can do anything you set your mind to all the good things do good things shout out to lavasa ride the wave hey www.lavasaislandapparel.com Dot com. For Mike Fiso, I am Lance Falitongo. Thank you for listening. That's our episode for this week. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. <laughs>